Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, good day, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whatever time it is, you're tuning into Lime Drive Radio. Welcome aboard. It is a special Thursday post wildcard game special here on Lime Drive Radio. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, holding down the LDR board here in the great state of New York on the longest of islands. And as always, it's time to bring in my Lime Drive Radio teammate, Tam. What's going on, pal? As always, what's going down? In shot down on this well, Thursday. Well, we have the uh, we have the sky in the WNBA finals. What? We have Justin Fields <laughs> as our starting quarterback. We have the Cubs not retaining their uh, hitting coach uh, and their catching coach. Uh, let's see I what else. Is there? Oh, the oh the White Sox play the Astros at four o'clock Eastern today. Yeah, baby, man. At Something least one of us right still side. has a rooting interest, unless you're going to roll with your adopted brew crew. Oh, man. What's Ride a... or die with the fighting Bob Eukers, man. What's a, what's a Yankee fan to do? Again. Get, get excited about the uh, Rangers. Uh, Reeves is out. Uh, let's see. Giants, Ideas. no. Jet, Jets are in London, so that's something to do before breakfast on Sunday. No, thank you. No, thanks. the Jets to me are in the same box as the New York Mets. Okay? Well, look, look, you, I, I think as a Yankee fan, you have the right and responsibility to spend the next uh, between twenty four hours and four months uh, eviscerating either uh, Garrett Cole, option A. Uh, Aaron Boone, option B, or Phil Nevin, maybe the leader in the clubhouse, option C, for them going home early. Well, look, I, I'm I am I'm not I'm not mad at Mr. Boone, but the you know the hundred million dollar club here in the Bronx, you know they got to look in the mirror here. That's it. Well, I I do think that um, with all of the media attention that Brian Cashman's obviously flawed roster construction got early in the year. And then the way that adding a couple left-handed bats helped them get in at least the playoffs to start. Um, And look, let's just be real. Aaron Hicks is not solving the problems for the Yankees. Um, I do think that they will have a really hard time not finding a way to open up the a pocketbook for Anthony Rizzo. I, I've been saying since they made that deal that he feels a lot like a Paul O'Neill ad to me. 
and he was responsible for the first and uh, you know almost only run that they got. Look, Stanton, Stanton did the thing. You know, he hit one that people will you know jump on him in the first inning for not running out. But you know, I heard on the radio they were talking about his first to first to third speed, home to second speed, and how long it took to get the ball in. And that would have been a bang bang play, and he might have been out at second base if he tried to stretch that one. The second one was a howitzer. And, you know, Nevin went for it because they were desperate and it backfired because he had a perfectly executed relay and then he launched one. So Stanton showed up. Um, you know, I think the the concern here, and I think that, you know, as we start digging in on the Rays and Red Sox series and, you know, and then we look at Dodgers-Giants, I think one of the things that you saw show up for Garrett Cole was the fatigue of playing 162 games and throwing high innings in a year after you had, you were limited because of COVID. Of course, that excuse doesn't hold much water because Nathan Navaldi threw as many innings. I think he actually threw more than Garrett Cole this year, but you know, it, you saw some tired arms and I think you're going to see a lot of tired arms. You, last night you saw Scherzer and Wainwright not go as deep as I think a lot of people expected. Um, so it's going to be fascinating to see how teams roll with their pitchers. Um, you know, Dallas Keuchel did not make the roster for the White Sox for the division series. Jake Odorizzi was left off by the Astros. So you've got some names that are being left off of rosters. J.D. Martinez is on the roster now for the Red Sox after his sprained ankle kept him out of the wild card game. But, the you know, and the Dodgers are going to be rolling without Max Muncy. So you've got some injuries that are playing into this. You've got pitching that you're going to have to keep an eye on. Um, this is going to be a postseason where I think managerial decisions are even more, if you can even conceptualize managerial decisions being more important than ever. Um, it's going to be critical that they keep an eye on the guy and pull him, you know, when it's time uh, and that they've got the depth in the bullpen to, to go get it. But yeah, you're right. Look, I've said it all year. I don't blame managers for guys. and they, they put out there what they have been handed by the front office. And if the guys don't do their jobs or if the guys are hurt, you can't really fault the manager unless you feel that the guys aren't performing because they need a new voice, which was the case in San Diego when they let Jace Tingler go yesterday. So, um, yeah, it, it, this is going to be a really fun one to watch. And I think – when you talk managers now, everybody's eyes are going to be on Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa, who have a history of not liking each other, and they're both north of 70 years old. So, um, you know, Robin Leonard would call them dinosaurs. Hockey reference for the kids out there listening. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you, you got all the drama that you could ever want from two wildcard games, and now we're going to roll into the division series with uh, two American League games today. Uh including the victorious Red Sox in Tampa, and then we'll get uh, the Dodgers-Giants rivalry. You, you go from Red Sox-Yankees on the East Coast to Dodgers-Giants on the West Coast. So TV executives are happy everywhere, Paul. Yeah, no, it's all good stuff. I mean, look, you know, again, the wild card here. You know, one thing I want to say, it, you know, especially watching the Cards lose that game with Taylor and, and just uh, amazing magic moment. Uh, you get them every once in a while in Dodger Stadium, and it was, uh, you know, when you get to watch that that live, it's just, it's super. 
Um, so good stuff there. But on the Speaking other of side, seeing that live, our boy Dennis Bernstein was oh, in the stands. Yeah, I mean, geez, give because me a he's break. the king of L.A. <laughs> S- sitting like twelve rows behind uh, Juan Soto. Which I mean, I he's got he's got to be throwing first pitch in one of the games Dodger Stadium during the Giants season. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, I mean, royalty needs to be recognized. Yeah, they're uh, acts together. Over but there, no, I, look, I, I think one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time was Juan Soto and the hitting coach for the Nationals sitting with Scott Boris in the front row at Dodger Stadium last night wearing Nationals jerseys of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. And after the game, Scherzer runs over and high fives yeah. both of them through the netting. It was awesome. Like, that's just, you forget how young these guys are, and I think we assume now that, Calm, cool, collected, old man, professional athletes. But Juan Soto's a you know, he's a kid that loves the game. And he wanted to go watch his former teammates and buddies play in a big time game. So that that was cool as hell. Like cool. I'm totally here for that. And I'm a big Juan Soto guy to start with. But him rolling out and doing that and having them both wearing jerseys of their former teammates was pretty cool. I was a little surprised that the Dodgers didn't take them uh, new jerseys to wear. Uh, but that may have been collusion, especially with them sitting with an agent at the game, especially one that represents Mr. Scherzer, uh, who is heading for a nice new contract this winter. So, But no, shout out to Juan Soto. Good job for showing up and bringing your hitting coach with you, who may have made the smartest professional decision of anyone in baseball this year by being that close to the best hitter on the planet. <laughs> Uh, you're yes. cool enough that you're going to sit with him at the game at Dodger Stadium. We can't fire you. <laughs> Never. No way, man. Uh, so on the other side of that, I just want to real quick. I mean, uh, like I said, all the great moments. You know, it's it's one and done. For a moment there, you know, seeing Wayne Wright and looking at that cards bench, and you know, obviously the Yankees too losing the Red Sox. You sit there just for a moment, and you go, maybe they should make these wild cards a best of three. <laughs> Because, man, you, of- just, just the pain. I mean, look, it's they were, you know, the Yankees a different story. But, man, when you when you play, a, you know, into a 1-1 game, you know, into the ninth last night in L.A., and then you just look at the Cardinals bench, and that's the game. You know what I'm saying? This is how it is. They're not the only – this isn't the first wild card, but it was just for a moment there, it just stuck with me. You know, you look down the bench and you just go, man, these guys would love one more, two more shots at these guys. And, you know, I just wanted to throw that at you real quick, man. And, you know, a three-game wild card series, why not? Yeah, and, you know, like I, so I, I talked this morning on the phone with a good buddy of mine, Jesus Ortiz, who's the editor-in-chief at Our Esquina uh, and former president of the Baseball Writers Association as he was driving to the ballpark in Houston. And, you know, one thing he brought up was that, you know, should you have, should they reseed the playoffs in the case of the Dodgers? Should the Cardinals have played the worst division winner? You know, you've got what an 88 win Braves team that gets to skate through and you got a 106 win Dodger team that if that ball had come off the other bat could have gone home after one game after winning 106. Yeah. Good point. Um, I told him, I, I'm still a believer that winning your division is paramount. You should win your division and get in. Let the second place guys go. Um, because there are teams that are going to roll up a fat record on a division that's not very good. And the way that the Padres fell apart, and we, we've joked 
all year about the state of affairs with, you know, the Diamondbacks not necessarily being competitive and the Rockies post Arenado and the fact that they had one of the worst records I've ever seen away from home. And you know what? They certainly ate on bad teams. And so rolling up a big record, I think there should be some recognition of that. But at the end of the day, you know, should, should the Yankees have hoped for a best of three? If they'd played three games, Paul, and Garrett Cole doesn't get out of the third inning, what does their bullpen look like? And we talked before that about if they get out, their rotation has some question marks. Their whole pitching staff had some question marks going into it. If Garrett Cole doesn't get out of the third inning and you're a best of three, then what? Yeah. You know? I mean, you're still incredibly reliant on game one going your way in a best mm-hmm. of three. And then you're pushing you know, this back into November from a scheduling perspective. You can't Travel. start north of the Mason-Dixon line in the yeah. middle of March, and you can't play until Thanksgiving. So you got to get this stuff moving at some point. Double headers! And- Double header wild card playoff games! Uh, I I will spit my coffee if you say seven inning double headers. No. Oh man! Hey, quick question, with- uh, and, and forgive me for my ignorance here, or, or me just not paying attention and not looking. Uh, I got to ask you: If that game went into extra innings last night, playoff game, are they doing that? No that rule. No, there's no, no. ghost runner. The, okay. the 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 we, we are not playing little league rules in the postseason. Okay. It looks like that'll be gone in the future as we get hopefully a little bit further beyond COVID protocols here. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – look, and that's the thing, you know, looking at the Cardinals rotation, you know, if Wainwright, who is 17-7 and seven this year, doesn't get it done in game one, and you're coming back with what, John Lester and Jay Happ? Mm-hmm. Again, it, it usually – the best team is going to win a three or five or seven game series. That's why five or seven works. You know, the world series back when the black Sox threw, it was best of nine. Thank God we got off of that. Um, but I, I, I like the one and done because you get all the pressure of game seven and you've got managers that have to make decisions like it's a game seven, but they also have to keep in mind that they might have to play in two days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Red Sox Evaldi, to their benefit pitched lights out. Um, but you know, there have been situations and I brought it up, you know, on, on a previous show when the Arizona Diamondbacks, Granky didn't go long enough and they had to go Ray and then they didn't have anything left for game one, game two. So there are decisions that have to be made in the vacuum of a season on the line game, but with the context that you have to be able to go in the next one. And I think the one game provides enough drama that it's good for me, but it does suck that, you know, you could have had a 106 win Dodger team go home, but that's because the giants were better than a 106 win team. So mm-hmm. I think we should equally tip our caps to the giants and their benefit of winning more games than the Dodgers is the opportunity to potentially not have to face a 106 win team in the next round. So but great drama both games. I mean, Judge getting thrown out at the plate was amazing. Yeah, uh, really, you know, one really wasn't amazing. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. <laughs> the fact that Phil Nevin was literally standing closer than the on deck circle to wave him home. It just, I feel for Phil Nevin, but I think he'll probably be updating his LinkedIn here because I think that 
Yankees had 23 runners thrown out at the plate this year, and that usually means the third base coach is going to get fired. Yeah. Um, but I, the last thing I'll say about the wild card games is uh, Yankees Red Sox. Uh, I saw on Twitter was the second highest rated wild card game on television ever behind the Cubs Pirates in 2015. Yeah, so that's it. Why is that significant, Paul? Because Kyle Schwarber took Garrett Cole deep in both games. Oh, I thought it was just a pile of money that the uh, networks were making. Sorry. No, Kyle Schwarber took Garrett Cole (laughs) deep in both games, which means big audiences love Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, baby. Look at you. Good stuff. Well, look, the home teams, they won. It worked out for the fans. Good for thems. And now we move on. And it all starts today, Thursday, October 7th. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. As, as we have this conversation. Seven games. No, five, sorry. Five game series on tap here. Uh, Red Sox on the way to Tampa for the exciting confines of that um, beautiful stadium there in Petersburg. And then you have the Dodgers. The urinal cake by the interstate. Yes. And then the Dodgers with a quick ride uh, up to Frisco. For, which I believe is just going to be fantastic. I just can't, I just, oh, you yeah. know, I think, you know, now that, look, um, look, Yankees are done, uh, cards, great stuff, done, it's over. You, you you move forward here now, and you look at these four series here, and you really have, um, you know, eight great teams that are going to go out of here. Sox and Astros, just, that's just, you know, everything we talked about with Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa and, you know, what the Astros want to do. Uh, the team that the you know the White Sox have built and and everything they did would bring an illusion in here and they have a chance here now to get to uh, you know the pennant as well. Red Sox Rays, look, I've uh, you know full marks to the Rays just playing. I think they're a damn good baseball team. They were a damn good baseball team last year, um, and I think you know they've got a really good shot here to 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 maybe get back to the dance. You know, on the national side here, I was joking around with you at the last show on Monday here about whether or not the Braves and the Brewers are going to be exciting. Uh, we'll have to see this uh, open up here uh, on Friday, but it's uh, it should be a fun series. Two great cities, which you talked about in terms of uh, the background there with Hank Aaron and everything else. And then, obviously, um, you know, I, I just can't say enough. You know, watching, you know, Taylor hit that ball. I love Dodger Stadium. I love the white and blue. There's, I have a soft spot for the Dodgers. I don't know what it is. Uh, there's always been we'll some magic Dennis. moments. We'll blame, we'll blame yeah, Dennis. Yeah, we'll blame Dennis Bernstein. But, you know, that's just a, a fun series, and, you know, I'm sitting there last night and reminded or, you know, I didn't know that the, in all, you know, it's amazing how, how old baseball is, right, Dab? And this is the first time the Giants and the Dodgers are playing each other in the postseason. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, I just actually uh, got a text message uh, that From there Dennis are Bernstein? Dodgers fans. Oh No, not Dennis. Uh, he got home. <laughs> He's getting Great way too much night. play on our podcast, man. This is true. But, uh, no, there are Dodger fans still waiting for an Uber uh, from the game last night uh, in the parking lot <laughs> at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Not seriously, but I wouldn't be shocked. No, I mean, look, it, let's let's dig in here a little bit and, and, and talk about, you know, we I think we, we went down and, and broke down the wild card games on Monday and then talked White Sox, Astros, and uh, Braves, uh, and Brewers to an extent, and so we're double dipping this week on Line Drive Radio to to break down the series that we didn't know uh, who would be f- facing the two one seeds. 
So uh, we're going to dive in here and go uh, raise Red Sox uh, because they start tonight. And then we'll go National League. And, Paulie, again, you talk about Tampa and the youth movement that is pretty much continuously happening uh, in Tampa Bay. And every year you watch them and you scratch your head because they're competitive. And I, I, I wandered around the interwebs a little bit and pulled up the uh, splits for how Tampa Bay's uh, hitters performed against Boston pitching this year. Because you're the smart and, guy on this podcast, that's why. And I was <laughs> shocked. Shocked. I shouldn't be. Uh, but I was shocked that the leader of the Tampa Bay Rays offense at the expense of Boston Red Sox pitching this year with 16 runs batted in, three doubles, three triples, three home runs in 16 games, nine of his 19 hits for extra bases, Six averaged one run batted in per game against Boston this year. 311 batting average, 400 on base, 607 slugging for an OPS of 1,007. The leader of the Tampa Bay Rays against the Boston Red Sox this year was 20-year-old Wander Franco. I knew you were going to say that. And Mike Zanino, their catcher, had a 1250 OPS, six jacks and 11 runs batted in. Uh, Brandon Lowe. 1078 OPS. Nelson Cruz played 13 games against the Red Sox this year. He had an 816 OPS. I mean, look, the race feasted on him this year. One last thing on Wander Franco, and this is where, like, again, this kid's 20. He can't legally celebrate this stuff with a libation until the 1st of March next year. (laughs) Um, He had more on uh, free passes, more walks than strikeouts. He walked nine times and struck out only seven as a 20-year-old rookie. Where do they um, put and, him in the lineup? Where, where is he batting? You know, I, I will be very interested to see how they slot that because, you know, they've, they've got a lot of guys that could hit anything. They haven't released I the mean, lineups You've yet. got Austin Meadows. You've got Randy Rosarena, who was the king for them last year. Um, you know, you've you got to make a decision on, you know, what you do with your outfield with, you know, Manny Margot, who did not hit Red Sox pitching exceptionally well this year. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they put it together. But, you know, they've got some guys who feasted on on Boston this year. So be very interested to see what they do with that. I, I think Wander will probably hit in the top three. Yeah, be interested to see where they put him. But look, here's the other thing about Tampa. You look at what the pitching match matchups are for this series – and again, you just sit back and scratch your head and laugh a little bit. Um, the pitching matchup for tonight at the Trop, uh, the urinal cake by the interstate, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez against uh, rookie Shane McClanahan, who made his major league debut in the playoffs last year. So they're the, so Tampa's rolling a rookie in Game One against the Boston Red Sox. Game Two on Friday, Chris Sale is going against Shane Baz who made his major league debut less than a month ago, yep. who is also a rookie. And then game three, it's not official yet, but you would assume Avaldi comes back for that one on Sunday night or afternoon. And Drew Rasmussen also 
a rookie who was acquired by Tampa in the deal with Milwaukee that sent Willie Adamas, the game changer for the Brewers up there in May. Made 10 starts and came out of the bullpen 10 times. So you're, you're telling me that the team with the best record in the American League is hosting the high and mighty Boston Red Sox, and their best hitter against the Red Sox this year was a 20-year-old rookie, and they're going to rely on three rookie pitchers in the division series. And anyone who's watched that organization over the last 15 years has no problem with that because of the way that their young guys have performed. Well, this is the thing. I think ultimately do the Rays outbat the Red Sox. I mean, that's... That's what's got to be going on here. That's confidence well, the, in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, and the game changer here is going to be what, what does Jamie, J.D. Martinez look like? You know, he sprained his ankle on Sunday. He was not on the wild card roster. He is on the roster for the division series. You know, what does J.D. Martinez look like? And of equal importance, who's he going to bring with him? You know, I, I pulled the, the Red Sox numbers against Tampa this year. Hunter Renfro had 18 runs batted in in 18 games with four jacks, and he had a 1,008 OPS. The best OPS of any Red Sox against Tampa this year was, not surprisingly, X couldn't give it to you, Xander Bogarts, who had an 1109 OPS against him in a 429 batting average in only 14 games. But, you know, you've got four guys on the Red Sox who had double-digit runs batted in against Tampa this year. They're, and one of them is Bobby Dahlbeck, their rookie first baseman. So this is, again, we go back to how are these young guys going to impact the series? It's going to be huge. Kyle Schwarber only spent, you know, the last couple months with Boston. Uh, still, you know, seven games. Had a jack against Tampa. So, you know, he'll be big. But you're right. It, this is going to come down to whose superstars show up and who's going to outslug the other one. And... It will be very interesting to see how much gas is left in the tank for Evaldi, what Chris Sale looks like, you know, and how deep he can go being a max effort guy after missing most of the season uh, coming back from surgery. So this is going to be a lot of fun because I think you're going to have plenty of offense in that series uh, and defense and pitching is probably going to win the day. So you wonder about guys like Dahlbeck and Devers and what they're going to look like. And you wonder, again, if – now that you've got Schwarber in Boston, is he going to have to play left field with J.D. Martinez having a bad ankle uh, so that J.D. can D.H.? And what does that look like for their roster construction, and how does it help or hurt their defense? Because Schwarber does not have a lot of experience playing in, in the trop down in Tampa, and that's as hard a ballpark as any to play the outfield because of all the sight lines and the catwalks and all the other crap that's up in the roof down there so you know it, it, it's going to be very interesting and I think defensively I give a huge edge to Tampa with the home field advantage and knowing their own ballpark um, but Boston's got plenty of experience too so you got two teams that know what it takes to go through the grind now they got to go do it and you got two managers obviously in Alex Cora and Kevin Cash that know what it takes too so division rivals are fun uh, this one certainly doesn't have the sex appeal of Giants-Dodgers, but I think there's going to be a lot of drama, and I think it's really going to be exciting to watch because you've got young guys that, you know, Tampa doesn't get a lot of national TV. This will be the first time that a big audience and the bright lights are on Wander Franco. Let's see what he does. I think we're going to be blown away. Yeah, and I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to call Rays in five. They win it next Wednesday night at home. 
think it'll be a back and forth series. I'm what gonna. Got? What you got? I'm gonna go Boston and four. I, I just I, I like the idea of having Chris Sale and Nathan Avaldi going in games two and three. Uh, I think Eduardo Rodriguez obviously experienced. Um, you know, they I like I like the veteran pitching versus the rookie pitching. Even though again, I say this I'm a complete hypocrite. I'm like they're going to roll three starting pitchers and nobody questions it. Um, but like I said, Shane Baz having you know a two and zero record at the major league level. Um, Starting game two, and obviously Tampa knows how to weaponize their bullpen really well. If they get in trouble, they'll sort it out. But I just think when it comes to when it comes to offense, I think the team that I see more, scoring more runs against the pitching as it's lined up is Boston. I do think defense could be a problem for the Red Sox, but I'm going to go Red Sox in four. All right, I'm writing it down. All right, we'll skip over here to uh, the National League: Dodgers, Giants. You know, talking about it last week, no disrespect to the cards, but this is the matchup uh, I think everybody was kind of looking for outside of St. Louis. Um, so, look, this That's what is... what we sign up for. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I wanted to go five. I'm just going to be a greedy uh, baseball fan here. And um, I I like both teams, man. I, I uh, Yeah, look, Dodgers won last year. I'll chalk it up. Uh, I'm going to take Giants in five here just because I hope they win and, and, and get a shot at it because I think this story this year has been something else. But I'm telling you right now, there ain't a better team, a better organization to ruin this story, and that's the L.A. Dodgers. The fact that they're playing each other for the first time. Uh, for California, this is just going to be a great series as well, too, uh, for the entire state, north versus south, the whole thing. Uh, California's going through a lot of stuff here, obviously, in the last year and a half with, uh, you know, Natural disasters and all that other stuff. So, uh, hopefully, now, are a... you talking about the Padres? Or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not a natural disaster. Yeah, it's just a yeah, disaster. Exactly. Maybe Tingler will show up with his resume. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I'm just yeah, looking so, for a look, fun, fun, great series all the way to the end. Yeah, and I, I think my biggest concern for the Dodgers look, on paper, their pitching is second to none. You know, Kershaw is not going to be part of it, but. You still have Walker Bueller. You still got Julio Urias, both of whom should finish top five for the Cy Young in the National League. And then you can roll back with Scherzer, who, for my money, should win it in the National League. So pitching-wise, I think the Dodgers just, and the way that they were able to roll through the bullpen after Scherzer didn't go as deep as they probably would have hoped last night. I just, I, I love the pitching for the Dodgers, but here's the problem that the Dodgers have. Cody Ballinger has not done anything this year. He has a 0.42 batting average. He had two hits in 48 at-bats against the San Francisco Giants this year. He batted eighth last night. Okay, you can get away with that in a one game, but here's the problem. The guy that they relied on to make up for Ballinger being a non-factor and look, Mookie Betts didn't exactly light it up either. You know, he had seven hits and 33 at-bats. Um, the guy, and only one run batted in in 10 games for Mookie. Uh, so Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, two runs batted in between them uh, in 24 games played combined. So that's no bueno. But the guy that they relied on, who absolutely feasted on Giants pitching this year, to the tune of eight home runs in 19 games, eight home runs was Max Muncy. 
who's Next. not there. I mean, look, Trey Turner's a game changer. Um, I think he's – they batted him third. I think if you lead him off, he's a completely different animal. Will Smith was good against him this year. Chris Taylor, even though his last five or six weeks of the regular season were abysmal, he put all that to bed with the big home run last night. He's big. Justin Turner, they, they've still got some bats. But losing Max Muncy on a series that's more than one game is so huge to the Dodgers. And you flip the script and you look over at what San Francisco has done, they're going to be without Brandon Belt, who didn't do anything against Dodger pitching this year. He only saw him five games, uh, and he had four hits. But he was limited against him this year. So this, so the Giants really did their work against the Dodgers this year without Brandon Belt being a factor, which is huge. Um, and, you know, they've got Chris Bryant in the mix now. Lamont Wade Jr. has really been a revelation for them. Uh, you know, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, I think, needs to have a big series for them. Uh, but, you know, You've got Buster Posey who knows what it takes. You managing a pitching staff. You injected Chris Bryant into a lineup, which is going to ease the the pain of losing Brandon Belt. I do think Brandon Crawford should get MVP votes this year. He had six doubles and twelve games against the Dodgers this year. I just I, I think defensively, the Giants are the superior team. Uh, I think from a lineup construction perspective. The Giants are going to feel a lot more whole, even though they don't have Brandon Belt, than the Dodgers will without Max Muncie. Um, and I just, I think it's going to come down to a bullpen series, and so that's where, depending on usage, I, I think if Bueller and Urias can go deep in games, meaning six plus, that is massive for them because then they can, you know, not rely on Scherzer on short rest as much as they might otherwise need to, but. I'm with you. I think that this series goes five just because there are some issues with both teams. Somebody's going to be a hero. It was Chris Taylor last night. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take the Dodgers in five just because I like the ability to come back with Walker Bueller twice in a five-game series. And he, I like him. I think he and Scherzer are the best two pitchers in the series on either side. I think Urias is the third best pitcher on either side with all due respect to Kevin Gaussman. Um but I think if if you've got the three best pitchers and the lineups are basically break even, pitching wins the day. So uh, I it'll be fascinating to see what Dave Roberts does defensively. Uh, if, see if uh, Beatty is going to get run at first base in every game, or if we're going to get a celebrity guest appearance from Albert Pujols, who I really desperately wanted him to be the guy that walked it off against his former team <laughs> last <I know>. night. <laughs> I mean, there are probably Disney executives that were writing the script as he went out in the on deck circle. Um. Just but a look, short. But I, I'm going to go Dodgers in five, just because I think pitching they're both a, they're both good defensive teams. I think the Giants get the nudge defensively, but I just think that the starting pitching for the Dodgers is too much. So yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this series ended in four. But I'm going to go Dodgers in five. Yeah, I mean you the Dodgers. You never know. I mean, look, they're a scary team. You got to be afraid, man. They're built for this. I mean, the Cards gave him a little scare. They gave him a good game there uh, last night, and, uh, you know, good run down and stretched it out a little bit. But, you know, we got a three, a five-game series here. 
These guys, um, they could sweep. I mean, you know, the the Giants, I think a lot of people, like I said, you know, month to month, you know, we were just, hey, the Giants for real, the Giants real. Everybody's looking at the Dodgers. They know they're for real. They had the off-field stuff, but they had the lineup. They were plowing through. They had a little bad stretch. But, you know, the, the Dodgers, I mean, they're the defending champs here. This is, you know, this is a squad that you, you definitely need to be afraid of. So, uh, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, you know, are you talking, uh, anybody thinking that the Giants are going to be in, in, you know, the playoffs, let alone the division series? I mean, it's there's, it's not there. Nobody wrote it down. So the Dodgers, yeah, everybody predicting them to be here. Everybody expects them to be here. Everybody probably expects them to, to be in the World Series. So this will be interesting to see this giant team that's wrote their own story through all the great stories in, in baseball this season. And now it's going to be on this big stage, and it's exciting. It's good stuff. But, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers could go in there and just kind of cream them and be like, yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for all your wins and stuff. Yeah, but, thanks for but, making us play an extra game. But you make a great point, and that <laughs> is the beauty of baseball, is nobody had the Giants doing anything this year. And we just went through it on paper, and you're talking about the Dodgers being superior at least offensively, at most positions. Their pitching staff being superior. Their manager having a ring from 12 months ago. And yet, game one is in San Francisco. And so, far be it from me to be the guy that says that the Giants can't do it because people all year have been waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it never did. The Giants have ne- did not have a single bad stretch the entire year. And that Dodgers team won 106 games and had to play a wild card because the Dodgers did the thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and put that in my back pocket and say I'm pay- taking the Dodgers in five because on paper it, it should be a, a blowout, but I'm not writing off the Giants. I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Giants won this series. I wouldn't at all. Well, we get to sit here and watch it all play out. It's going to be great stuff. Uh, it starts tonight in the AL, and then the uh, National League will kick things off tomorrow as well, too. And they'll just keep four going. games on a Friday. Pandemonium. Get the yes. re- get fresh batteries for the remotes, kids. <laughs> this is it. The chess matches. The pressure. The at bats. The defensive plays. The miscues. The decisions. Can you shut a guy down? Can you make the big hit? This is it. This is the beauty of baseball. And the other beauty about this tab more than anything is, like I said, you get a little rivalry stuff going because no matter how you do in game one, game two, you start hating these guys a little more and you get a chance to come back if you do lose. And we want that too. We want some drama. We want some uh, dirt kicked in the face. Maybe a little fist of cuffs on the field and not necessarily in the stands. Damn, what's up with everybody beating the crap out of each other in the stands these days? Oh, well, Dodgers-Giants, man. <laughs> It'll happen. Dennis Bernstein, do not wear your Fernando Valenzuela jersey to San Francisco. Oh, man. It's going to be something else. Well, look, it's a quick hit today. We just want to talk about the new series that have been announced. Put a uh, a wrap on the wild card. It's been a great run-up to those two games. Congrats to the Dodgers and the Cards. Long off season especially for the Yanks. Wow, it'll be interesting. Hey, your boy Rojas is gone, man. The Masons let him go. Well, What's you that know. all about? <laughs> Meet the mess. Guess he wasn't amazing enough for them. 
Oh, part of the rebrand, Paulie. Part of the rebrand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much for the listening, as always. He wasn't a good fit. So, yeah. Good luck, Matt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everybody, enjoy the games. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Tab, you always get the last word here. Say goodbye to the folks. Again, get fresh batteries in the remotes. Make sure that you've got plenty of beverages in the fridge. Get the snacks ready. It's going to be a busy weekend of baseball. Enjoy the games, folks. Line Drive Radio's out. Play ball. Playoffs, baby. Here we go. Division Series. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.